Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Connor. Hey, Brittany. So I've been thinking a lot recently about the good old days. People seem to be a little bit obsessed with this idea that back in the day, and I say that with air quotes, back in the day, things were so much better than they are today. And we see that even with the election, right? You've heard this slogan, make America great again, for example. Mm. But what does again mean, right? Again means would mean that there's like a time before now that was so much better than right now. So I guess my question to you today, Connor, is when were the good old days? What do you think? Oh, that, that's an interesting question because I think I think we like to sanitize history. Yes. Uh, that's kind of a weird way of saying it. Sanitizes like clean or we try and like, we try and have like a different version of it. Um, I, I've actually been reading a lot of history books lately that are designed to teach children. So like social studies, uh, you know, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade kind of stuff. And it's amazing how the authors kind of portray uh, historical events, you know, like they, they can totally change the perspective on something by simply changing one word or by removing part of the story and so thinking about the good old days makes me think that like, you know, throughout history, there have been days that have been horrible and there have been like, <laughs> you know, th there were a lot of things that were way worse about history that if we're just talking generally, you know, in a lot of ways, life has never been better. And, and granted, there are some aspects of history that I personally think are, you know, people were were um, better off in a sense uh, or, or things might have been better in a way. Um, but you know, you couldn't pay me to go back and live in say the 1800s. <laughs> um, like you could literally pay me no amount. We, I, I just told my kids the other day, like, you know, they've been, uh, struggling and, and in a sense of like, you know, complaining about things that, you know, don't perfectly match their expectations. I'm like, guys, you need to understand you live as an 11 year old and a nine year old better than Kings just a century ago. Um, and, and so in so many ways, I think in, in most ways, life has never been better. Yeah, I would agree with that. And even the times where you can think of, I think I talked in a past episode about how I miss video rental stores. You know, even though I miss yeah. that, it's not like I'd go back because even if I went back to those days, I wouldn't have the internet and I don't think I could live without social media. So, <laughs> well, I bring this up because I was listening to a podcast earlier today. We've mentioned the podcast before. It's called The Pessimist Archive and they talk about technology and, and kind of the history of technology and how people used to fear it. Well, on this one, it was a little bit interesting. On this episode that I listened to, they dove into this topic, but they tried to track down when the good old days were, right? So they went to somebody and say, when do you think the good old days were? And if they said, oh, the 1950s, and they went into the 1950s and they tried to track down similar studies. So in the 1950s, they asked somebody, when were the good old days? Oh, the 1920s. Then they go to the 1920s. So they did this. They actually ended up going back thousands of years trying to track this down. And what they ended up finding out is there were no good old days. <laughs> every right, so like every single era was like, oh no, 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 we need things back to how they used to be. But every time that they went on like this, this perpetual treasure hunt, it didn't lead them anywhere. They just found out that everybody wanted something that didn't really exist. So I don't know what you think about that, but I thought that was pretty interesting. Well, let me let me put it back on you. Why do you suppose that people have the tendency to feel like you know years past were the good old days? It sounds like this is just a general human thing that people throughout time have always looked to the past and fondly remembered the good old days because, you know, they they seemed calmer or, 
you know, whatever than today. What, what do you suppose it is about life or the human condition that leads people to feel that way? This is kind of a two-part answer based on what I learned on the podcast today. And one of the interesting things about this is it's not a human condition. It's a very European condition. So you and I, obviously, we don't live in Europe, but we are of European descent, not to assume where you're from. But I would have to imagine, Connor, you're of European descent. <laughs> so I'm of Scottish descent. So I, let's see. Did Scotland leave the European Union? I don't remember. I don't remember. But, but yeah, I get your point. Broader European. <laughs> broader uh, European. Told. No, you're fine. So broader European descent. So this is very unique to us. And a lot of it goes back to something we've talked about before, which is individualism. So nostalgia is a word that means a longing for the past. And it's interesting because it's not necessarily a happy word. Even though you're looking back at the memories fondly, you're almost like sad because you miss the past so much. And when they did this whole thing and they tried to track down, they noticed that everybody had this longing for their past, but they tracked it down to when, or tracked it back to when people started living in less tribal societies and more individualistic. So back in the day, people used to record maybe a group or a tribe's history. That was really the only history that mattered, you know, what your tribe did. Well, later on in European history, people started writing about individuals who changed history, not just the tribe. And it's when you see an individual record of stories where they can actually start to trace back where people started, you know, where nostalgia started, this missing the past. So I thought that was really, really interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. And uh, it's one thing to have nostalgia about the past. I think when we run into problems is that when people use that to then fear the future. Yes. Right? Because, oh, things were better uh back in the day at least i feel that way um and i rhymed hey <laughs> so uh you know things used to be better in the past therefore i can assume that it, things are gonna be better today than they are in the future so i don't like change i don't yes. like uh you know upsetting things we've talked in the past about like automation where you know some people like that there was, you know, the, the, the cashier at McDonald's. Well, now we're kind of changing where it's going to be touch screens or you can place an order on your phone and then someone walks it out to you in your parking lot or whatever. And so, you know, people, especially like older people who have been used to a certain way of doing things seem to have this desire to kind of keep things the same, uh, almost like a, a conservative kind of thing. They want to conserve the way that things are. And then that leads them to oppose or, or have concerns about the future. So then that leads to the people saying, oh, we don't like automation because it destroys jobs. And we talked about that in a past episode. But I feel like it's connected to this where people have kind of a nostalgia for the past. And so they almost have this like unsettling feeling about new technology and new innovation that continues to change what they've been used to. That's a good point. And on another you know, angle, and this kind of ties into that, it's a good selling point, right? So like nothing sells better than nostalgia. And not just when you're talking about ideas like that with fear, it also sells in, in the market. I don't know how many families are watching. What is the, It's not Scarier Things. What is the show called? Stranger Things. Yeah. Stranger Things. So that became like this crazy important show. And a lot of the reason that it did is because it it calls back to a lot of parents past, right? It's set in the 80s and a lot of parents today grew up in the 80s. And so they wanted to go back to their past. They wanted this nostalgia. And we see the same thing happen in governments, right? Make America great again. People want to go back to this, this time that they believed was so great, so much better than now. And, and is it, according to the research, it really wasn't. So that's interesting. And, and 
you know, the, the pessimist archive that you mentioned, we'll, we'll link to that episode um, on today's show notes page and also to their Twitter account. So for the parents who are on Twitter, um, I, this is an account that I think is definitely worth following because uh, what these, uh, so the pessimist archive, the whole concept is they're creating an archive, they're creating content or, or rather they're gathering content, um, identifying in the, in the past when people have been pessimistic about the future, when people have made false predictions about the future, when they've been worried about something. Uh, I remember uh, reading one some time ago where people in the 1800s were, you know, asked about the future. uh, And, you know, one concept was, um, uh, you know, that everyone was bald. Uh, this person said that the the rapidity of modern conveyance, which means the the rapid nature, the speed of modern transportation, in other words, like you know cars, except they they didn't know about cars yet. Um, so that the speed of modern transportation literally scalped those who journeyed much. So that this person's concept of the future was that you know there'd be some newfangled way of being transported apart from just you know, uh, carriage and, and, and buggy on a horse. And uh, to the point where people would be bald uh, because they couldn't handle the speed. Another person <laughs> said that, you know, oh, monstrous machines will fly with inconceivable swiftness, you know, and it's like. They weren't wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. And, uh, and, and so people try and contemplate what the future is going to look like. And, and it's so fun to look back in the past because as we review how people in the past have been wrong or or wrongly concerned overly concerned about the future that you know things have not turned out as as uh, horribly as as many have feared and predicted i think that gives us more confidence today for the future because we can see like look all the people who were nervous today complaining about the mcdonald's guy losing his job or you know whatever we can say you know what it's gonna turn out all right because look people have always been just like nostalgia people have always kind of looked back People have always been kind of nervous about the future as well, and and things have turned out all right. It's not going to be you know always these doomsday scenarios of people uh, worrying about things. So I think it's important to to learn from the past, which is why I love these guys' account at Pessimist Archive because they provide just so many examples that they dig up from history, uh, showing you know where these predictions failed, and it shows that I think as people we kind of have a really weird sense of. I guess progress is the word because like we look back with nostalgia and we think, oh, things were so rosy when really there was a lot of problems in the past that we've since solved and technology has made better and life is more convenient and easy and and blah, blah, blah. And so we, we, we have a bad sense of progress in the past. And then we also have a bad sense of progress in the future in terms of like not being able to predict how much better our lives are going to be and just how crazy some innovations and and so forth are going to make lives even better in ways we can't even imagine right now. Um, And so I I just love the Pessimist Archive for that reason. I think you're right. I think one of the main reasons we do that is we get scared about things we, we don't know. So the past, even if the past wasn't even that great, at least we know what happened. 
And so there's no surprises, right? There's no twists and turns. Sure. So we think the reason that maybe we we get so caught up in the past is because at least it's the predictable. It's what we know where, you know, people used to be scared of the internet. They didn't know what that would bring. Of course, maybe they should have been, but but <laughs> we're here now. Um, so so it's interesting. It's because we don't know what, what lies ahead for us. But I get excited because I can't imagine anything right now, you know, better than my iPhone. I can't imagine what technology is going to be better than this. But I know there will be. There will be something great. So I think instead of fearing things, Things, that we should be kind of excited to face the the future and see what it holds. Amen. That's a great note to end on, guys. Head to tuttletwins.com slash podcast to find the links that we're sharing with you today. Make sure you're subscribed. Share the podcast with a friend or two or 23. And uh, until next time, Brittany, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out tuttletwins.com for more awesome content.